This is Luke Walton Talks Lakers. I'm Jonathan Gilly, and joining us as always from our studio in Los Angeles, it's Luke, Coach Walton. What up, Coach? What up, John? It's been a minute. It has. It's been a little bit. It's great to be back. Uh, I'm really glad that we didn't come back to Luke Walton Talks Crypto.com. Oof. <laughs> Thankfully, that hasn't changed. <laughs> or Luke Walton Talks Team Tank, because we're not there yet. <laughs> Not there yet. Sometimes it feels like it. We're not there yet. <laughs> Did you know that LeBron James is on our team and has been for the last two years? I want to thank all of our followers. It's going to get better, guys. Please subscribe to our pod on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your pods. And if you're enjoying the pod, please share it with your friends. Throw us a comment. Luke Walton Talks Lakers is also part of the Basketball Podcast Network. So be sure to check out the other great shows on the network, as well as follow us on social media. That's at Luke Walton Laker on Twitter and at Luke Walton Talks Lakers on Instagram. Thank you, Luke. All right, let's jump into in or out. Luke, in or out. If Braun don't play, we don't pod. <laughs> There's a correlation. <laughs> there is 100%. This has been established now over, over you Multiple know, basically years. three plus years. <laughs> yes. That our frequency of podcast <laughs> episodes just goes through the floor when he stops playing. I mean, playing. it's such a bummer when LeBron's not on the court. Well, no. Man. What it is is we don't like doing podcasts when the team is losing a bunch. <laughs> what which, are we like, talk about? Shocker happens to be very highly coordinated with when yes. he doesn't play. Yes. So, yeah, I'm, I'm in. in on that one. <laughs> uh, Luke, in or out? The Lakers should sign Iman <laughs> Shumpert following the finale of Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> I'm going to give this one to you since you've been a bigger Dancing with the Stars fan this season than I have. I'm in. <laughs> I'm so in. Tell the people what you're seeing. Listen, listen. Im- Iman can actually dance, <laughs> but basically his 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 partner, Daniela, uh, his partner and choreographer, has has just realized how incredibly strong and big he is. And so a key element of most of their dances is her planking and him just like flipping her around and <laughs> lifting her and throwing her up in the air. And it, it's like you see the judges like flinch. But here's the, here's, here's why I'm serious about this. He's, he's Bron's friend. We know that. Bron's yeah, been this, yes. tweeting to support him on the show. So, you know, Bron knows right. he's in L.A. He's right, been right. right. They're he's, cool. They're cool. He's fit. He's very fit. If, yep. you, if you see the latest, his latest dance, the, the man is not out of shape. <laughs> But also, what this show is showing me, uh-huh. it's very coachable. Ooh, I like it. That's a good. That's a good one. It's very that's coachable. You know where I he thought you were gonna go? Massively improved from the start of the show to now. So sign him. We need perimeter <laughs> defense and three point shooting. I thought you were gonna go to um, that. He's been training those rebounding muscles. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that too. He <laughs> literally did li- like military <laughs> press this woman like up into the air. She also somehow. St- stood on his chest while he was standing up oh my god like while he was standing perfectly vertical she placed her feet on his pecs and also stood up vertical this is why you come to luke walton talks lakers folks you That's don't get right. this from any other lakers podcast intersection of <laughs> middle-aged pop culture and <laughs> basketball <laughs> All right, John, in or out, referring to the Staples Center as the crypt once the name changes to crypto.com arena. I'm out just because 
I refuse to call it anything other than Staples Center yes, if yes. I can help it. Right. But if I have to call it something else, that's not bad. And I have to give credit to Laker Nation for like pivoting to something somewhat cool so quickly. So like quickly. less than 24 hours, there's already merch out for the crypt. It it is it's a testament to Laker fandom's creativity. Yes. Yes. I'm not I'm not super stoked on having a dot com. It feels no. very like pets.com like early. That's internet. the worst. It, the dot com is the worst part of it. If it was just like the, the crypto center or the, like crypto arena or right. something like that. The Dogecoin. <laughs> Dojo. <laughs> the Dojo. The Doge Dojo. <laughs> Can I which is better? Yeah. A center or an arena? A center. It's the center of LA. I, I think so too. It's the center of LA Live. Right. Yeah. Why couldn't it have been the crypto.com center? Yeah, you got the alliteration. That's three C's. And then we, you know, it's still the center, you know, it's right. still. How about this? Arena, center, garden. Okay. All right. Yeah. Because we got the, 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 the TD Garden in Boston, Madison right. Square Garden. Right. Yeah. What's up? That's, that's like out of the old old name yeah it feels old timey yeah. yeah it is like knickerbockers <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah i mean it is uh yeah are you so are you in on the crypt you haven't said no absolutely oh, okay. not. all right I'm not, okay i'm not calling this thing anything other than staples center till the day i die yeah yeah me too um till the day they lay me in the crypt <laughs> one caveat to that Unless crypto.com wants to sponsor this podcast, <laughs> yes. in which case I'll call it whatever the fuck you want me to call it. <laughs> in which case that brings us to our next in or yes. out. Luke, in or out, I'd let someone name you whatever they want for $700 million. Straight, whatever you want to call me. Yeah. You can call me Crypto Gilly for $700 million. I don't... <laughs> Tweet us at Luke Walton Laker. Yeah. <laughs> what would you name us with $700 million? <laughs> Luke Walton Talks Lakers is sponsored by... Crypto.com. Um, <laughs> what's the least amount of money you would take to let someone name you whatever they wanted? $5 million. Okay. That's respectable because that, it's, you know, a name is an identity. Like there, you know, there's some historical context to renaming someone, right? Yeah. So it should be worth something. It's like, it's like a, that's like a figure to me that would be very unreasonable for me to ever make in my life. And so that's why yeah. I said it there. It, like, yeah. Like if and no one's ever going to be like, you sold your name your personal naming rights for five million they're gonna be like, like yeah, yeah, I did yeah, five million, yeah 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 uh, like almost anybody would be on board with that because in in seven years that's 10 million you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. yeah i get it what about what it. about you where what's what, what's your price <laughs> what oh, price do you place man i don't know i mean so they just set the market at 700 million right. so. <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> somewhere in between five and 700 million yeah i mean i would say I would say five million is about a is about you know that would basically allow me to buy the house I would love to buy yep. and still have and uh, okay it would allow me to pay my taxes on it yep. and still buy the house I want to buy outright in cash and then still have some left to to like you know put away for for later right it covers yeah. all the bases it's not yeah. it's not enough but you're no. It's at least enough that when you look at your deed, poopy McPoop poop, like 
as your name, you're yeah, yeah, you'll yeah. at least smile. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That every uh, every time you you take out your credit card and your ID to prove that that's your actual name, that that credit card is not going to get declined. <laughs> it's true, but here's the thing: maybe you could flip it. So maybe you could get so much name recognition that then you could like say, "Hey, if you pay off." Poopy McPoop Poop, I'll name, I'll name myself whatever you want to for <laughs> another five million. I like it. <laughs> well, maybe I'd say five million for for like twenty years, not my whole life. Okay, yeah. That that shit's got to get renewed, right? This know? is a, this is a licensing agreement. This is not exactly. outright ownership. That's no, illegal. no, no. Yeah, that's right. Uh, all right, Luke. Uh, in or out? Talon Horton Tucker is twenty years old. <laughs> you don't look it. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. When's his birthday? It's got to be soon, right? November 25th. November 25th. It's a week. It's a week away. I mean, remember when LeBron came into the league too? You're like, no way. Yeah. I mean, I'm in. He is 20 years old, but I did not believe this when I I heard this the other day. I mean, he's not like those those early Eastern European recruits that were just like, didn't have a birth certificate. We're in the NBA. "Mm, 22. Oh yeah, no, no, no. He's no, no. He's definitely not one of the people who's actually three years older than he claims to be, <laughs> like Serge Ibaka or whatever. Um, Is that really Serge Ibaka was like that? I think so. Yeah, That's wild. I thought so. I, I'm pretty. Who was the? I there was the one early who was guys. particularly egregious. I'm pretty sure Serge Ibaka is like actually two or three years older. Oh, why don't I Google this? Sources just so I'm not like totally. <laughs> <laughs> All right. While you're googling that, I'm going to hit you with the in or out. Tht is our fourth best player right now. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm in, I'm in on that. Love it. Fourth highest. That, which is great because he's our fourth highest paid player. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm really curious to see what Kendrick Nunn looks like is whenever that damn bone bruise heals. I know. But I, the I, dude's just been wearing loose fits every night hanging out. I think he could be as impactful, if not more than, um, what, what THT has brought. Oh, his, I I totally agree. That this is why I said right now. Yeah, yeah. But but I I agree. I agree. Um, Luke, in or out? <sighs> Ad forgot how to shoot threes. Man, Ad, he's got interesting. He's just an interesting guy to watch because he definitely slumps in like certain areas of his game. Um, I don't think he forgot, but he's definitely slumping. I think it'll, yeah. I think he's going to normalize or somewhere around thirty percent. I, I hope so. I mean, he's six of thirty. That's this a, that's like a not a small sample size. Either. Twenty twenty percent. Twenty percent. Well, like a little more than two a game. Yeah. That's 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 less than than one a game. Is what he's averaging right now. Less than one made three a game. But at the same time, like if he hit. Three more threes. I, I understand. Yes, yes. I yes, I understand. That'd be thirty percent. That's which had, still is not great, yeah. but no, it's if he had three more, it's still yeah, it's not. It's less than a third, but I don't know what's going on with it. To be honest, mm-hmm. I, I I wonder if it's like a. I see him giving a lot of energy and effort in other parts of the game. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if it's a like a legs thing or something. Like I, I don't know. That's part of it. I do think that AD um, is still struggling with his conditioning a little bit. 
We saw it last he's season. Also, he's also still seeing it this season. Yeah, and especially even though DeAndre was starting at center, AD was playing a heavier load of center minutes. And now that that he has started the last couple games at center, he is having to be a lot more active on defense. Oh, yeah. And it's the most percentage of center that AD has ever played in his career by far this, yeah. this most recent stretch. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I, I, I'm guessing that that's a part of it. Yeah. A- and again, like, he, he's he's also like our best perimeter defense defender uh-huh. as well exactly. right now. And everything. so it's like, he's just kind of all over. The, so yeah, right. I, I, ho- he, I hope you're right. But yeah, I think, yeah, I, like when we saw, when we saw LeBron before he went out with the ab strain, he was playing bigger than he was rotating more. He even played some small ball five. Yeah. And I yeah. think that that's going to really help AD having another yes. guy to like, you know, rely on to rotate. He doesn't really yeah. have anybody to rotate. No, especially yeah, in those the low four man guard. rotation is, is a real problem uh, right now. Well, we've, we've been rolling out some four guard lineups, which I'm interested in. Yeah. I'm, I'm down for it at times. So I, I, it's just, we need LeBron. I, mean, I know. I know. Like, He's got, he, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, Luke, uh, a couple more in or out Vogel sheet Vogel sheet. Sorry. Vogel seat should be getting warm. Yeah. I'm in. Oh, Oh, I'm in. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out on yeah. this. Not yet. Warm, not hot, but warm. I don't, I don't think, I don't think the temperature should be turned up at all at this point. He's had the worst possible start in terms of things outside of his control. That's, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Right. Like when we talked about this team, we talked about it in yeah. the risks of this team. We talked about mm-hmm. the risk of an aged lineup, mm-hmm. right? A lineup coming out of the crypt, if you would. <laughs> um, and and our and, and our our sort of thought was, wow, we need more young players. Okay, we signed. We you know much much to like to people's disbelief. We actually do have some young guys. Yeah, and they all got right hurt. in THT and and none and and and. But the young guys all got hurt. Yeah. That's the weird thing is we all expected the old guys to get hurt. Mm-hmm. The young guys all got hurt. And now, so we've got, now we've got all these old guys who we weren't expecting to play, play all that minutes. much. Yeah. Playing heavy minutes. And also we, it's been a dense schedule. I know the strength of schedule has been very, very, very easy. Right. Had, but it's like, like every easiest other night. strength of schedule. Yeah. It's been a lot of games. It has been a lot of games. So you got to balance like, you know, it's sort of like depth and breadth, you know, I hear that. I hear that. There are two things in particular that I, I think we're going to get into deeper into the pod. One is the team's offensive rating, even when LeBron was here, is unacceptable. Absolutely unacceptable. I know that I know I, but, I'm curious but without I'm like the key without like key offensive players. Yeah, I get it. But the, like, what like I'm, Rondo what I'm, and Mello and DJ are playing like real minutes. I just, all I'm saying is like, how do you hold Vogel accountable for a team that is playing Rondo and Mello uh-huh. and DeAndre Jordan significant minutes and you're relying on your rookie Reeves. Hey, listen, if it was only those lineups, I'd give it to you. It's not just those lineups. We will have decent lineups out there that will look bad on offense. And this is a team that has to look straight up good on offense for yeah. us to win games because we get, we gave up so much defensively, but then also somehow our offense is worse too. Yeah, you know, that, I know it's bad. That's what, it's that's bad. what's getting me. It just it sometimes feels like it's not very creative, and I think the Bulls um, game was the biggest highlight of it. Of like, you guys didn't expect Anthony Davis to get doubled by a team that doesn't have any centers. It's like, come on. I mean, yeah, but at the same time, like, 
we just missed all our shots that, that night too. That's that, no, that's fair. But there were there were like, like AD passed out. Like AD passed out of the doubles like he was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, did you go anywhere? But there's like yeah, no movement. Everybody's just there like was no movement. standing You're right. there. It You're just right. feels like it just You're feels right. like it's not a very creative offense and. Like ultimately, that falls on the head coach. Even if the players okay. aren't doing what okay. they're supposed to be doing, okay. I, I feel like they they've got there is more that they could be doing on the offensive end, even with inefficient players, to like do something. Like okay, like for example, you've got these like system teams that are able to generate points even with less talent. Why don't we implement a little bit of that? In this yeah, time, because I, I, I think saying. it'll pay dividends later. Like, don't just like. Sometimes it feels like Vogel's stubborn, where it's like, oh, he definitely you know? is. It's like I'm going to focus on my drop coverage defenses for the first two weeks, and then we're going to start switching <laughs> a little bit, but not a lot. And then we're going to hedge in this specific way. And, like and now he's like sprinkling in some zone for the first time it, tonight. It's, it's like clockwork, which that's what I'm saying. Just warm. Okay. All right. I, all right. I'm like that's the, the circumstances warranted a little bit more flexibility. Okay. It it felt like he clutched like his comfort zone, which made us lose games. In my All right, opinion. that's fair. That's then that's again, fair. we're only we're what five hundred ball. Like we're fine. Yeah, I mean, I still think that like starting DeAndre Jordan is a is an inexplicable <laughs> like in the role like the own, Rondo own goal against Westbrook. ourselves. Yeah. No, they're they're yeah yeah. Especially like even like I understand I understand it's a limited. It's a limited lineup in terms of the amount of guys that are available. You're going to have to find some minutes for different guys to eat. And it's anything. changed significantly for night sure. to night. For yeah. sure. And I think, I, I do think that he like deserves the, you know, the excuses. But at the same time, like, wh- what do you do within the lemons that you're given? Yeah. I, like, I feel like if you gave it to Monty Williams or Steve Kerr, I think they would have explored a little bit more and That's generated fair. something out of it in a way that like, yeah, sure. Vogel. Although in fairness, Steve Kerr just kind of like sat on his hands all last year. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I guess, but like, I guess, you know, that, that's my like, counter argument to that is that last season Vogel's best two players were out for a significant portion of the season. And he still managed to have the team be the number one defense in the NBA. Very fair. He's a great. He's so, a great defensive coach, and I also yeah. understand that this pacing has a purpose. So, who's, so is it Fizz's fault? Is it David Fizdale's yeah, fault? Yeah, partly. Partly, I think so. <laughs> I do. I don't want. He's him having to, to be spend the all coach. his time just keeping Vogel from getting teed up these days. No, I know. I don't know. He's the he's the registered like keep Vogel from g- getting a tee. Yeah. Coach now. Yeah. And you see him whenever Vogel like starts stamping around and getting mad, he's the one who runs out and is like, whoa, 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 easy, big guy. It's because he's angling for that head coaching job. I I read an article today about where someone said, "I'm not, I'm not going there." I'm not no, going no, there. I, I agree. I Vogel agree. still won a chip. He deserves yeah. his respect. He's a great defensive yeah. coach. I still believe in him. Yeah, me too. Um, Luke, last one in or out. The Lakers are still a championship contender Come this on, season, man. Of course, yeah, of course, yeah. In. How many of these games, if you add LeBron James, do we win? Most of them. Like ugliness aside, most of them. Yeah. Yeah. Most. Simple of them. as that. Yeah. I mean, and that—that's and that's the yeah that's the ultimate thing for me is that like, you know, yeah, maybe maybe Vogel does end up paying the price of LeBron starting to lose to Father Time a little bit, mm-hmm. 
but this team was not designed to be a championship team without LeBron James. It was supposedly designed to be able to like weather a few games without him, which has been frustrating that it that's not can't. the case at all. Um, but this team was not designed to still be a championship contender without him. So no, the only way that this team would be designed to survive games without LeBron James is if we had like Steph Curry or Dame Lillard or some other. Okay, I, I, I this is going to be a huge aside and is going to extend this this section a little bit. But okay, let's go for it. I want to talk to you about why big men can't close. Why is it then when it's Shaq Kobe and Shaq is like dropping 40 in a game that at the end of the game, it's always Kobe winning the game. And I, I see the same thing with LeBron and AD. AD will get you. He's like a starting pitcher. He's going to get you that seven innings, but you got to have somebody out there to close. And Westbrook's not a closer. No. Even no, though he not. thinks he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But LeBron yeah. James is literally the best closer. Yeah. Well, and you saw the same dynamic play out with uh, Giannis and Middleton. Exactly. In the finals no, exactly. Last year. Perfect yeah. example. Perfect example. Yeah. Why is that? Is it just because it's like physically hard on your body to be a big man and like battle the whole game? Like, what? What is it about like the ball handler, like the Luka Doncic effect of like you have this or or Dame Lillard, like these these, you're not gonna throw it inside to win the game. AD is different because he can win you a game on a block. Yeah. It's a, it's a very interesting question. I Where my mind goes initially, and I, and I don't know if this is actually supported, mm-hmm. um, is like you have like sort of a greater variety of options. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a really good right? point. Right. So like if, if you throw it down low... You just collapse. And, and yeah, you just collapse. Yeah. And, and sure, you could dish out, but then again, it's the outside player hitting the right. hitting the exactly. three. Exactly. So maybe that's part of it too, Good is point. that like yeah. maybe in some of those cases where you're thinking of it being Kobe and not Shaq, mm-hmm. maybe it's because Shaq's gravity brought so many defenders to him that yeah. it like freed up Kobe to hit a shot. So so maybe there is some like I, I win share that does that, that does goes deserve, like, to the big player. Yeah, but it's same more thing with, with with Giannis, right? right? Like Giannis finally being willing to like be the screener for yeah, Middleton. Yeah, and, and get rebounds and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like right. that definitely pays off. But yeah, I, got, I think it's I, probably just about optionality. I, and jumping off of that, that's giving me a, a point. I think that in those moments where the defense is fully locked in, they're only going to give you a low percentage shot. Ah, uh, so it's like who's your best bad shot maker? Exactly. <laughs> Kobe. QJR Smith. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, kind of. But Wait, like, can I take us on yeah. another tangent? Yeah, hit me. Okay. There was a stat, there was a, a little infographic going around social media today, and it was like uh, players in NBA history uh, to have multiple games in which they made nine or more three-pointers. Okay. Okay. And it's it, Steph is the it has like 30 of them, and the next player has like eight of them. <laughs> okay. And I, I don't remember. It's like Steph has a, a whole bunch. Clay has a couple. I think Dame has a couple. And then in fifth was Kobe. And then in fourth was J.R. Smith. Huh. But here's the detail. And here's my question for you. Yeah. In this graphic, yeah. J.R. Smith is wearing a Laker jersey. Oh, my God. That's funny. So do we get to claim forever uh-huh. all of J.R. Smith's accolades? No. Because because he ended his career so in a Laker jersey, is that how this works now? 
<laughs> I mean, can we do the same thing with Mellow now? Well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Do we get to claim Mellow forever? <laughs> do we get to claim Dion Waiters? And I mean, we do kind of do it with Wilt and Kareem, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, but kind of. I mean, more of Kareem's, like most of Kareem's accolades came in a Laker jersey. Yeah, but like when you think of Wilt, what team do you think of? I don't know, maybe I'm biased, but I totally think the Lakers. Yeah, I mean, Warrior fans probably disagree Yeah, with you. probably, probably. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I don't know. I mean, I, I just, I was just curious. I just saw yeah, that yeah, and yeah. I was like, really a Laker jersey? That's interesting. Laker jersey. Like, do we get to claim all of Bron's accolades forever because he... Yes. He's going to probably finish out his career with the Lakers. I mean, yeah. I hope so. <laughs> Dude's got to win another chip, though. But interestingly, it's the opposite for Shaq. Yeah, that is true. That is right. True. He's always in a Laker jersey in all of his stuff, and he, we were just a pit stop for him. <laughs> well, it's because he played on like 12 other teams after yeah. leaving the Lakers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little different. But yeah, I mean, we need LeBron. Let, let's circle yes. it all right back in yes. legacy and all. We need yes. LeBron James to win damn games. Yes. That's it. Yes. I mean, duh. <laughs> yeah, Hard hitting analysis here. But like yeah. in terms of win share, give him them all. Just give them all to him. I know. Just 100%. 100% win share. <laughs> Subtract whatever random games we win. The like 30% winning record that we have. Yeah, exactly. Give them 70. Because if we have there a, you go. If we're able to win 30% of our games without LeBron, you know, he, he gets, he the, gets rest. the rest. He gets the rest. Yeah. Um, maybe that's what this is. Maybe this is him bolstering his MVP. Um, caliber. Cause like, he's fine. He's on the bench jumping around. He's, is Oh his yeah. Ab, no, he did like ab, a full, a full, a full warm up. <laughs> he's just, he's just setting the narrative. Oh, the Lakers narrative can't win. King. Narrative, narrative King's King. going to swoop in like a tsunami, narrative baby. King. And I mean, crush the Celtics. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> and we're going to be potting every day. Yeah, because LeBron's going to be playing. <laughs> so, all right, Let, we're talking about win share. So let's talk about the overall team. Okay. We're, we're eight and eight after tonight's loss to the Bucks. We're 500 ball club. You know, three and five. It's okay. Three and, eight, three and five losses. since, I mean, it, it's, still not, Chris, it's, look, it's still not Christmas. So I, I'm not getting bent out of shape about it. Yeah. Uh, three and five since Bron got injured against the Rockets. We had wins against Charlotte and Miami and San Antonio. San Antonio is not much, but but the wins Miami against Charlotte and Miami, yeah. those were those were like legit wins. Yeah. And I was actually feeling I was actually feeling pretty good after the San Antonio game. I was yeah. like, oh, okay, all right, maybe we're gonna weather this. It it gives you glimpses of the potential. Um yes. one of the things that uh the that uh, Pete Zayas Laker film room said, he's like, We're like a team that's like in metamorphosis. From this like slow, too big defensive juggernaut to this like fast running, small defensive, uh, offensive juggernaut. But he's yeah. like, we're in this point of the metamorphosis that we suck at both. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true. We we do. So you see glimpses every once in a while of like, oh, yes. This oh, team for sure. Could be. Yeah. But you never so, know if it's going to completely get there or die in the damn cocoon. Or in the third quarter is the third right. quarter. Our the, the, the third quarter is a cocoon. So this is this is really hard for me to say. Yes. Cuz cuz I didn't really want to believe it, but 24th in offensive rating right now. That that's the warmth on the seat. But here's the strange thing. Yeah. We're 14th in defensive rating that now. That is But that's what I'm saying is that he focuses so much on 
defense that but, it's like but he got us back to being a right. top 15 defense with yeah, no right. one expected the lakers <laughs> yeah, to be able to be this season that's so true it's really bizarre it's so weird this dude is has the the mightest touch when it comes like he's an alchemist when it comes to, well, to watch, defense. we're gonna we're gonna be top 10 by the end of the year well and, and but here's it's the gonna thing, happen like, I, I have no doubt that our offense is going to get better yeah. when LeBron James is and back. Time. They need more time. When Kendrick Nunn comes back, yes. when Ellington's like, you know, fully in the rotation. Yeah. THT is looking great. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Like, I'm not, I'm, like, th- this is why I'm not, like, why I'm not worried because I'm not, okay. we are not going to be the 25th, 24th best offense in the league yeah. with Russ and AD and Braun on the same team. Like, there, it's, it, it, there just is, no, it's no way that that's going to be true. the case. It's just it's just not. Yeah. And if we can manage to be a top fifteen or even to what you said, even a top, I think 10, it'll be a top ten defense for the time. So if we're a if if we're a top ten offense and a top ten defense, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We're still second in pace. Mm-hmm. That, like that's the recipe for this team to be a championship contender. The fact that we're still high in pace is kind of mind-boggling to me because like I've always I've kind of wanted to see more early offensive sets. And we're still that fast. It's it's really yeah. weird. Yeah, well and and the improved defense is helping. That's true. A lot. Yeah, and the, the players are buying in. I mean, Russ Russ said something similar about like it's a lot harder to push the ball when you're taking it out of the net. Like yeah, dude. There you go. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, and he's he's yeah. getting some little defensive chops. He's growing a little bit. He is. He is. And um, Melo's impressing me too on defense. He's got fast hands. He he does. I think in some ways again <laughs> the bar was I, I low. Think, <laughs> no, no, no. But but what you're saying is like we thought he was going to be a black hole on defense. Yes. And he's not a black hole on defense. He no. he. Like when the rotations happen correctly. Mm-hmm. He's put in a position to be able to be uh, like at least like a a a net zero defender, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And he's a smart basketball player. Like he understands big. how to play basketball. Yeah, and he's and he's a pretty big guy. Yeah. What 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 he's not good at is like one on one defense. No, no anything. But when all like he has to do game. is like rotate over and swipe down, exactly, and and body up a guy and not get yeah. hit in the chest and try to get a board or something. Like he's. Yeah more effective at that than I expected he would be. Mm-hmm. Also, he, he shouldn't be a starter. No. So I think also like I, I'm having to kind of like grade him on a curve these last two games in Avery terms Bradley of like or DeAndre Jordan. Well, Bradley isn't I don't know about Bazemore anymore. I don't know if <laughs> we should even guarantee Bradley's contract. Oh, like, I love it. I'm I'm actually pretty pretty serious about I that. It. I Dang. Uh I think that um I think at this point in Bradley's career, mm-hmm. uh, the words that Russ said about Pat Bev, yeah, right, where he's like, tricky. Pat Bev, trick y'all, man. Yeah. He's just running around, not actually doing anything. Yeah, I think that's kind of Bradley now. Mm-hmm. He has these moments. He'll have like one or two yeah. one-on-one defensive possessions where he mm-hmm. gets a steal or, mm-hmm. or oftentimes he doesn't actually get the steal. He disrupts the ball handler's handle mm-hmm. And then they pass it off and get a layup. Yeah, right, right. But everyone's like, "Ooh, Bradley with the perimeter D point yeah. of attack." But yeah, it, it's a lot of energy, not a lot of impact. That's in my why opinion. I want Kendrick Nunn back. Me I too. think yeah, he, I too. think he'll give us all that energy and a whole lot more impact. He will, and and 
you don't play for the Miami Heat if you good point. don't defend. That's a good point. Yep. Right. So he's come up in a system that requires you to play defense. Mm-hmm. Even if it's not your best skill, like you have to try and you have to at least like know your role and do your do your part. Mm-hmm. So I'm not worried about him being a too big of a an issue. Yeah. Um, like we kind of alluded to THT is back. We've had him back for two yeah. games, which inserted as a starter in his first game back. Yeah, it's pretty Had nuts. 28 points, had a career high 28 points in his first game back. Uh, Ellington is also back. Yes. Um, and like, man, it's nice to like have a guy who can like curl and shoot a three and know, know what to do. Like he, he's a guy that knows what the reads are as a shooter. He doesn't have every, everything in his bag, but the things that are in his bag are exactly what we need out of his limited skill set. And that's perfect. He's true. like a really true role player. And even on defense, he's he's doing a pretty good job with rotations. Obviously, he's not an elite defender, but he knows his role and he's he's playing to it. And and that's exactly what Vogel looks for in role players. So I, I'm I'm happy with that and ex- expect Ellington to, you know, get plenty of rotational minutes. And he's shooting forty one and a half percent on we go. six six attempts. And he can shoot without everyone else making shots. This is yeah. a weird thing from last season and the season before even. Mello and Ellington can hit shots when everyone else is missing. I don't know what's up with that. Like when I there's know. some vibes in the air, they're like, I don't care. I hit this. I'm a shooter. Well, that's only true of Mello at home. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, Mello at home. I, I can try to pull up his home away splits, but it's like he's like a <laughs> 60% three-point shooter in Staples Center and like... Yeah. 25% on the road this season. <laughs> but man, LeBron sets Mello up for some dirty looks. Oh, yeah, he does. And it's yes, great because it makes LeBron doesn't have to do that much work. He just does a little fake, penetrate to the elbow, just bounce pass. Puts his button to someone and tosses the ball ahead. Like to, yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite is when he, he is he is back to the basket and just facing Mello and just like, Yep, there you go. Tosses him the ball, just kind of like I underhands know. it to him. I know. They got great chemistry. Of course they do. Yeah, but they're it's, best it's friends. To, it's fun to see it play out. Um, dude, it'd be like you and me on the court. Like, yeah. we'd be lighting it up. Lighten it up. Um, Crypto, I'd be, crypto.com. I'd be, would be bodying people up, underhand lobbing you, wide open threes. You'd be raining them down, and three to the dome, running back. Man, how weird <laughs> is it going to be to hear, uh, uh, like... Stu Lance or Bill McDonald be like, and crypto.com arena is going crazy. <laughs> I know. It's gonna be weird. A sold out crypt instead of a sold out staple center tonight, folks. It's gonna yeah. be like a sold out crypto.com arena tonight, folks. It's the dot com. The dot com is not <laughs> it's just not cool. It. No. <laughs> not cool. How long are um, we stuck with it? Twenty years too? Twenty well, we're, no, no, we're okay. We're gonna talk about about okay. Okay. crypto.com okay. Okay. more later. Okay. 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 Yeah, um but uh, just one other thing I want to mention, which is no, actually, no. We're going to talk about THT a little bit later, so I'm okay. gonna I'm gonna hold on it. Okay. Um, I guess the the one thing I just want to ask you before we before we go to our break, yeah. Again, the the defense does seem to be improving. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Those short spurts of good defense have turned into like a few minutes of good defense, or even yes. chunks of quarters of good defense. Mm-hmm. We finally tonight against the Bucks did not collapse in the third quarter. <laughs> right. We actually outscored them like thirty to twenty something in the in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I'm just curious, what are you seeing that you like? Okay. In this stretch without LeBron, like what from what you've seen in this stretch has actually given you some hope? 
Um, what I what I've seen that has given me hope is that players are responding to getting their asses kicked well. I think that there is a lot of personal accountability that is being taken. I think they are bending but not breaking. And I think those are very positive attributes to have in a veteran-led team to okay. not let those those losses get to your head. They yeah. still feel like they're pointed towards a championship and they're using it to motivate them. I think part of the reason why we see those third quarter collapses is that there's a lack of creativity in terms of what we're able to do. Mm -hmm. I, and it's natural to want to blame the coaching staff for that. But thinking about it a little bit further as we're now 35 minutes into this podcast, <laughs> I'm able to reflect on my initial comments. Um, there's only so much that a team can do that hasn't been playing together for very long. And it's like, do you want to go... had very few practices very together. Few. And the majority of those practices have been non-contact until yeah. recently where they actually have done full contact practices yeah. because Vogel wants sucked. them hitting. He wants them putting, putting bodies on people. Which is, which is good, which is what yeah. they need to do. But I think that Vogel is not taking the inch deep, mile wide approach and is instead building trenches. Yeah. And I've liked to see, I've liked seeing the way that some of these things, like I feel like players are getting back cut less. I mm, feel like. Yeah, yeah, you know, for sure. Some of these things that like they really hammered home, even in post game. Yeah. Um, that that's Vogel's a good point. Like, that's not okay. Those things have started to go away. That's true. Yeah, that's a great point. I think for for me, uh, the the thing that gives me hope is actually seeing THT back. Yeah, that's a good one. I, I think one of the things that we lack because all of our young guys were hurt to start the season, <laughs> legs, is players who actually give a shit about the regular season. <laughs> that's a good one too. Yeah, Rondo. Shouts to Rondo, Dude, man. You know from Rondo within. <laughs> 10 seconds of him checking in if he oh, gives a shit at all or not <laughs> that night. You know, and when he doesn't, like, just stick him back on the bench. Like, <laughs> yeah. he doesn't have it, you know. Substitution in 30 seconds. But THT's got heart, man. He yeah. fucking he cares. He, he really cares. And he's fighting to the to the end. Yeah. Reeves gave us that. Yes, Reeves gave us that, too. Through the first, like, 14, I don't know how many games he's played, but 10 or 12 games this season, mm -hmm. he was the guy who really cared. Yes, Bradley gives us that, but unfortunately, like it doesn't translate into to 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 the same degree. But I, I think what Bradley has done a good job of is modeling a certain level of intensity. Yes, that's fair. He's not going to stay in the rotation. Yeah, yeah. There's that's, no that's way. Fair. You know, that's fair. So but I'm, I'm I, just. I think it was I'm I'm hopeful that it, if we get if Reeves is back and in, in yes. the rotation to some degree, we know Monk cares. Yeah, yeah. We know just... THT cares. <laughs> I think that none is going to care. Yeah, me too. Big time. Right. We just need enough guys who like care about beating Detroit on a Wednesday night. Yeah. And we just, you know, we've basically had one or none of those guys playing. Oh, totally. A lot of these games. So that's, that's what kind of gives me hope for, for the next kind of stretch, getting a couple of these guys back. I mean, the Spurs got into the playoffs for how many years by doing that, beating Detroit on a Wednesday night. Yeah. Just not losing the easy ones or the give me's. Yeah, I mean, which we've done a bad job. We've of done a very season. bad job of so far. But I think part of that is because the coaching staff is literally not game planning for some teams. They're just saying we're going to try and practice this in yeah. these games. Yeah, and um, you know, then you have that a can be frustrating like, as fans because you're is. like, why aren't you? Why aren't why you aren't adjusting? You it's like because we're practicing a thing. Exactly. Yeah, because this doesn't matter, and it's like, yeah, but it kind of does at a certain point. But then their response would be, but we have LeBron James. So. Yeah, we're not to Christmas yet. We're yeah, not to. Chris. I'll yeah. give Vogel right. till Christmas, right. and then 
and he can lose on Christmas Day. I won't hold him. I won't hold that against <laughs> him. All, what's our record on Christmas Day? We gotta oh, look that I one mean, up. In our lifetime, it's gotta be like <laughs> five and twenty-five or something. Um, but after Christmas, the then then I care. Yeah. Um, all right, Luke. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, uh, we're gonna talk about Ellington's return, THT's return, the Staples Center name change, and uh, our upcoming games. The NHL season is underway and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. Debatable. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. Doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper or a deft deflection, however they light the lamp, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. That's TBPN as in the Basketball Podcast Network. Code TBPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. What what better sport is there on ice? Like curling? Yuri on ice. Yuri uh, on ice? Sorry, that's the anime. Um, uh, I mean, figure skating figure skating, yeah, figure skating okay. is pretty sweet. All right, all right. I'll give there, you that. There are like several, you know, ice-based sports that are... Yeah. What about like luge? Does that count as a... Oh, it, I mean, I think that is ice. Skeleton. Skeleton's pretty sick. Skeleton's face first going down that thing. <laughs> Did you know that the San Diego goals are back? Oh, for real? Yeah, apparently go. for a couple years. Man, yeah, I want to go. go. Drink an insane amount of beer and go watch yeah. some goals. Hell yeah. <laughs> Maybe we can... Um, uh, American Hockey one. League. <laughs> we can get one of our friends in New Jersey to bet on it. Hell yeah. All right, Luke. We're back. Uh, <laughs> let's and uh, we're back. And we're back. Let's uh, let's jump into Coach's Corner here a little bit. This is my chance to put you on the spot. Yeah. Um, Luke, there was an article that came out today. <laughs> that was my horse noise. <laughs> uh, there was an article that came out today from Bleacher Reports. Eric Pincus. Yes. And uh, I don't, I don't want to I don't want to misrepresent what he said but but his insinuation was basically the it was lakers, pretty clear at it this point clear. in time at this point in time it looks like the lakers made the wrong decision in uh trading for russell westbrook as opposed to trading for buddy healed or signing uh-huh. demar Rosen. Uh-huh. any of those options that basically would have allowed us to keep one or more of caruso and, and kcp mm-hmm. or maybe others mm-hmm. you know i think there's a lot of People are very. I think people across Laker Nation are very down on Russ 
right now because there was yes. sort of this notion of like he was supposed to be able to kind of carry the load when when LeBron wasn't in all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, what what is your assessment of sort of how Russ is doing up until this point, and how do you, how do you feel about that moving forward? I'm so incredibly of multiple minds on this. On the one hand, I kind of agree with Eric Pincus, but that's my like reactionary fan mind. Yeah. Of like how nice would it be if we just had Caruso and KCP, like two people that understood the system and fit very, very well. And he'll just drain in threes. Yeah. Wouldn't that would yeah. suck. However, would we have the other guys because those minutes would be gone? Debatable whether or not you get all of those vet men. I mean, part of the reason why you sign as a vet men is to actually play on a championship team, not just to sit on the bench on a yeah. championship team. We yeah. saw that with Drummond. <laughs> yeah. Um, with Russ, I still I still do believe that, you know, the, the phenomenon of Russ' slow starts isn't just because Russ needs to figure out how to play with other people. I think, more importantly, everyone else needs to learn how to play with Russ and coach Russ. He mm-hmm. is such a unique one-of-one kind of player that he needs context to be his best self in a very different way than like, remember how we were talking about Marcus Gasol early on last year? Yeah. He's a dude that you just throw in any like pickup yeah, game. Yeah, plug and play. He's going to play great defense. He's going to make you better. the floor. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and we, we had the, the benefit of that with LeBron and AD. AD is a little they bit closer. Fit. Yeah. AD is a little bit closer where you kind of need to play around AD and like work your orient your defense. You, you, yeah, you, you've got to get him going early. You've got to get him the ball in his spots. Yeah. yeah there there sure. are things, but Russ is way further on that end. Yeah. And sure. to say that we're like we made the mistake already is just is like too reptile brain for me. Mm. It's like yeah. like you a little skip bailey for sure. Games. It's been 16 games. It's like great yeah. clickbait. I get it. Yeah. But like you got to let these uh, nobody nobody on this team has ever played with anyone like Russell Westbrook before. Even LeBron James. Like who who's the closest comp? Derrick Rose maybe? Like LeBron played with Derrick Rose for a little but he wasn't himself then. It's he's just he's just a different kind of player and he yeah. creates chaos both for your team and the other team. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like how, how do you maximize that without doing it? I, I don't know. And again, we're we're in a context coaching wise that prioritizes defense over offense. And so we're instituting things while kind of ignoring the offense and it creates this pickup game environment that honestly Russ is not very good at. Yeah. Can I can I maybe try to correct the narrative a little bit here? Please. We didn't sign Russ presuming that Braun was going to miss large sections of the season <laughs> right. and assuming that that he could carry we the, the the notion that Russ is supposed to carry the Lakers when LeBron is not on the floor is in reference to there you go a couple minutes a game right. not whole games across a season the idea is to not lose the game mid game yes which is what we were doing the last two years. We would yes. get a lead with LeBron and AD on the floor, and then we would either lose that lead or have it significantly cut into when LeBron sat. And that's, that's where Russ is supposed to help us. And yes. so yes. they've only played four games together. <laughs> so right. it is, and it was promising. 
a hundred percent too early to, to say whether or not he's doing that or not. And then there were, there, it was promising. I thought they were promising in, signs in, for in sure. In the moments where LeBron was sitting and, and Russ was in there, take away, especially the Russ and Rondo minutes again, <sighs> the, you know, the, yeah, there's yeah. some coaching things, yeah. but, but yeah. also like you can also go flip the other side and you could say, Hey, like Rondo was able to teach Russ a little bit. Let me, let me, let me take that point a little bit. Cause we're still yeah. in coach's corner. Rondo was probably our third best player in a lot of our championship run in 2020. He, yeah, he certainly was, I think. And that's because he was able to run the offense when LeBron was sitting. We didn't yeah. have anybody like that the whole season. That's why getting into the playoffs, you're all scared. And then Rondo shows up and he's like, I'm draining threes. Well, the frustrating like, part was it. we did have a guy who could do that the whole season. He <laughs> just, just chose to. not to. <laughs> just didn't want to. Yeah, yeah. Too much swag. Yeah. But that, like you're saying, to your point, and I also think that that can justify, at least to some extent, the Rondo-Russ minutes of like, be on the court and see how Rondo has connections with Anthony Davis. This is what we expect from you yeah. eventually. Yeah. Also, okay, just just like big picture to me, Yeah. there is no value at all in interrogating this team in, in games when LeBron James is not playing. No. Because... We're not going to win a championship without him. Exactly. exactly <laughs> then it doesn't exactly, matter. <laughs> exactly. And so if 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 for some unfortunate reason he's not on the team or not playing on the team come playoffs or come a final series, we're going to lose. Like that this team was not built to not this, look at this team look, was not built to win without LeBron. No. What team is? And what team is put built that to on not Russ's win with shoulders? Well, like you take the you take Kawhi off of the Clippers and why isn't everybody being like why isn't Paul George leading them to a championship? You take um, Steph Curry off of the Warriors, and would you be like, "Hey, Clay"? I mean, even vice versa. You take Clay off the Warriors. Hey, yeah, you know, like you take away the number one guy. On take any KD team. off the Nets. Oh God, yeah. And Could you imagine see how that? Kevin Durant, or see, excuse me, see how <laughs> James, uh, Harden. James Harden does. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, even like take away Kyrie from the Nets. You know, it's like that's not even. So anyway. yeah, you're right. Why are we even? Why do we even give a shit? <laughs> it doesn't matter. The goal this is, is why to we win don't a championship. When LeBron James doesn't <laughs> There's play, There's nothing to say. This is irrelevant. None of it data. matters. Why are you even watching, Lakers fans? Just kidding. Just kidding. There, there are things like to see and to look at, but like fun- fundamentally, LeBron is going to play 35 to 40 minutes every game in the playoffs, and if he doesn't, we're not winning the playoffs. Yeah, it's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. And that, that that's the context we need to see Russ in. And I understand that there is. There is a problem, a glaring problem with Russ in terms of three-point shooting. Obviously, yes. we've all yes. seen this firsthand as Lakers fans, but that doesn't well, mean it still can't work. He's also shooting about his career average. He's like 30.5% on threes, which is what he's always been. He's always been a very bad, very high-volume three-point shooter. <laughs> this is who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, can, we, can we talk about, we brought it up at the top, but can yeah. we talk a little bit about what happened with that Chicago game? Because Dude. to me, that was the first game that we lost because a team like sort of like really beat us. Yeah. Where a yeah. team like had a better strategy than us and executed on their plan to perfection mm-hmm. to, to, to our demise. Yes. And it goes to that coaching argument and the frustration, I think of, they had an actual plan against us. A lot of yeah. times we don't really go into regular season games with that much of a plan. Maybe we'll highlight a few things. It's more about like a concept, especially early in the season. That changes as we go on. 
the doubles, ESPN tracked 15 doubles on Anthony Davis for the night. That's the most of his career despite being ejected in the third quarter. So in three quarters of a basketball game, he was doubled more times than any other game in his entire career. It is frustrating, though, because it felt like the first time he was ever doubled as a Laker because we didn't have anything to do with it. But every time I say something like this and I start like shitting on the coaching staff, I the little Zen master in me like mm. goes like, yeah, bro, they're figuring it out on their own. Mm. Yeah. Like, let's let them sink. Yeah. What, oh, you're going to lose a, a game in November against the Bulls. It's like, <laughs> oh, you know, like, come on, let them sink. Let them feel what it feels like to not have anything to do when Anthony Davis is being trapped. Let them feel helpless. Let them feel weak. And now hammer it in practice. And guess what? Next time that happens, it's going to look a lot better. Yeah. Because we're in coach's corner. That's why the Zen master is circling I love my it. head. Yeah. I love it. Uh, it's kind of like a force ghost. Yeah, exactly. Hey, man. Uh, Montana force ghost. The other Luke Walton's seat is apparently getting hot. So maybe there'll be a second force ghost hovering over you soon. Former a ghost. With of- really bad ideas. <laughs> Bench your uh, best shooter. <laughs> here, okay. Here, here's, here's my thing. Uh, we shot 18% from three <laughs> against the bulls. How dare you bring math into this? <laughs> so I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not uh, like, that's a good point. Look, that's a very wh- valid point. what are we supposed to do when Anthony Davis gets doubled or tripled yep. or the defense collapses? on it? Shoot He's an supposed to kick shot. it out and an open three is supposed to be shot. Exactly. Because you won, you technically won that all. possession. Anytime that somebody's getting doubled, you just won this possession because a massive advantage was just created. Yeah. We weren't able to find that advantage. Guess who's good at finding advantage? LeBron James. Gosh. Yes. Yes. I wish Russell Westbrook was a little bit better at it. <laughs> but he's, he's like, he will, he has a few really great passes in his repertoire. It's just getting those situations right. Again, that's like what I'm talking about is like, yeah. there are certain flashes where you're like, Damn, that was an intense chess pass to the corner. Like that ball moved quick. Well, he also the 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 one thing I that I'm actually struggling with, which I which I am frustrated with him by, is uh-huh. his refusal to drive hard to the basket uh-huh. in like the first half of the game. Yeah. Yeah. It it he does it like maybe once or twice in the first quarter, mm-hmm. but it seems like at some point in the third quarter he just rockets to the to the hoop. <laughs> And I'm just like, whoa, do that. Do that like a lot more. Like, you know what? Speaking of, uh, speaking of that and the conversation we had about closing games. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard Westbrook compared to Giannis in like a little body before. Oh, interesting. So maybe that's like, again, like another knock on why he shouldn't be a closer. He's, he's kind of a little center in a lot of ways. Yeah. I mean, we were talking about the, but okay, 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 okay. But, yeah, but, okay, but, okay, but, okay. but, yeah. but if you remember the last podcast, uh-huh. what were we geeking out over? <laughs> the LeBron Russ inverted pick and inverted roll. Inverted pick and roll. Yes. Which is, which is, which there is you what, go. Giannis and, what Giannis and, and Middleton, did. Middleton did unlock the nice. championship. Nice. Great callback. Look at this guy's memory. So to me, that's that's the that's yeah. the value in having him out there. That's a, some good stuff right there. That's yeah. I'm that's, pretty proud of myself on yeah, that one. The, in, yeah, in coach's corner too. I'm bringing coach, it. You, you dunked in coach's corner. Um, I love it. So uh, okay, moving on. Yeah. 
I'm going to give you a grab bag and you can talk about whatever you want to talk about. I, I'm going to name four players and okay. you can talk about any of them however you want. Taylor Horton Tucker, Wayne Ellington, okay. Kent Bazemore, mm-hmm. DeAndre Jordan. Two out of those four Take should play a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Man, okay. I want to talk about Baze a little bit because I, okay. I want to get your take on this because we haven't really talked about it. Yeah. What the hell happened, man? Okay, here, here's my here's my thought on Baze. Yeah. I'm still actually high on Baze. Okay, okay. I still think that our best lineups maybe include him. Okay. I don't Data, think Data doesn't that, look like it right now. <laughs> no, 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 no. I agree. I agree. Um, I think... He, he needs LeBron and AD to be on the floor with him. Okay. Okay. So I, I think... What about Westbrook? That's the, that's the piece that I'm not 100% sure is the Bays plus Westbrook because they're both pretty chaotic players. I, I think I agree with you. LeBron, AD, yeah. and Bays, I can see that working. I get it. What, what I'm imagining for him is wide open threes. Okay. And funneling wing... Okay. Funneling wings to AD or Braun. So like, I, I think, I think, let me see if I'm, if I'm catching your drift, a more defined role. Yeah. A, a like, more I, like, I, this I is think what you that do. his margin is very thin. Uh-huh. Okay. I don't think he is a great player. No, of course not. But I he's think not, in he's system, not KCP either. He's, no, 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 he's, no. he's getting all of the like mental problems that KCP <laughs> had without yeah. having KCP talent. Yes. yes. Like, I think he's a narrow margin player. And what I mean by that is. Okay. He's not a great player, mm-hmm. but he can be a good player. Mm-hmm. But the margin between him being a good player and a bad player is very narrow. Interesting. And so, right. I, and so I think that if you have him out there with suboptimal lineups mm-hmm. and you're asking him to do a, just a little bit more than he can do, cool. yep, yep. right? If you're expecting just a little more out of him than you normally would because say your best player isn't playing for eight straight games, mm-hmm. th- that's Prior where I think maker, his value yeah. on the team is. Yeah. Right, he drops and becomes a negative. Yeah, good point. So, you know, again, I, when when we yeah. saw him out there with with Steph and and a team right. where his where his his system was defined and he system, had a role yeah. to play, yeah, he could execute on that. So, I think that's the key for me to unlocking Bays is that, I think no, that's a good point. I think with with all the guys mm-hmm. with the system with a very clear role, mm-hmm. I think the the margin is there for him to still be a plus impact player who should be out there in important minutes. Very good. And to, today, that could change. That could yeah. change. Yeah, yeah, but that's my assessment of him at this point. And I think I agree. I think I agree. And I think the system part is a good part to knock on because as more of the system gets installed by the coaching staff, which is frustratingly slow, um, that should stand to benefit him more than almost any other player. I also kind of feel the same way about Monk. Like I hmm. think that Monk in certain situations is a huge positive and others is a huge yeah. negative. Where if Monk is in transition, great, 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 hell of an athlete, hell of a shooter. Yeah, I I see I see the potential for Monk and Westbrook to really get after it offensively and in transition. It's just finding the right context, and it's not closing games. We've been no, putting Monk out to close not. games. He's not and a, I, no, I agree. I, I agree. don't get it. He needs to just like eat against bench players. Exactly. Exactly. Like Charlotte was a great example. Yeah. It was a great example. And he needs to eat against the teams that aren't great at defense too. I mean, you know, or, or, or sloppy, maybe turnover prone teams. Those, those yeah. kind of teams, I, I think that, um, that he, he is, 
he's really primed for that. Going back to THT, again, love what you're saying. He's bringing fresh legs. I love that, that he's actually like, he seems very fit and ready to go. Yeah, he's finishing with both hands now too. Yes, yes, yes. We talked about that last year. Which would be huge. If he yeah. can actually start to to finish with both hands. Uh-huh. Ooh. No, I know. Ooh. I know. He's, he's, he's got a hell of a lot of potential and that is very important not just for his personal team, but also in terms of the Lakers' ability to be flexible. If if THD is able to go off and like have multiple 25-plus point scoring outings, that opens us up to get a legit player in a trade or have a legit Or have him for, for 10 years as a legit years. as our legit shooting guard. Exactly. He's, he's, it's only two games. It's only sure. two games. Uh, but he's shooting like 35% from three which does not an elite shooter make him but compared to what he's been the last couple seasons th- yeah when you you and i all off season were like we don't need him to be an elite three-point shooter no we just need him to be serviceable we need him to punish teams that's serviceable that is definitely serviceable and Absolutely. and i've noticed one shot in particular Stu lance pointed this out there's one shot in particular that i i think is his kind of sweet spot okay which is on the left side uh, dribble kind of s- sidestep slash step back to the left. Okay. Three. Yeah. Kind of right at the right at the corner of the three-point line. Okay. Right? Kind of on the wing a little bit. On the wing. Yeah. Yeah, sidestep three. That like that's and he he practices that shot in, in pregame a lot. Nice. Like that's his spot right now where he feels comfortable. It's a good spot for him. And I, th- I think at least two of his threes tonight came from that that exact shot. Nice. Moving left. Yeah. Shooting from kind of that corner. Not from the corner, but from mm-hmm. kind of the wing spot. Yeah. Love it. I, I mean, I really believe in him. And and like I, I don't mean to sound callous, but having we don't have any assets, really. No, no, no. You're totally right in that in that if he could be our our basically only tradable thing if we need to trade something. Yes, and so yeah. it's like it makes it even more important for him to be a good player yes. <laughs> yeah. and put up good numbers. Yes. yes, so like give the man minutes because we need good numbers out of that guy no matter what. Yeah. We need to develop him as a player for the playoffs or develop him as an asset. There is no point in not letting him play significant yeah. minutes for the rest of the season. Yeah, and also... Um, I think tonight's game is going to throw it off a little bit because he was matched up on Giannis a bunch at the end of the yeah. game. But I think his foul Fertile. rate is much improved. Good. Yeah. He's not fouling, at least yeah. in, in, you know, a game. He's using half, his basically. chest more. He's using yeah. his chest more, which is, which is a real asset for um, a guard. A guard. He's still surprising guard. people with how strong he is. He's and how legit. Long he is. He's legit strong and yeah. guys will try to go through him and they just get stopped. And yeah. that, that's, it's rare. Is especially on this team where like we for need a 20 that. Year old. For a 20-year-old, that's especially rare. And we for need it because we, we've got guys like we're talking Monk and Ellington and ba- Bazemore even. like You can go through a lot of those guys. Yeah. And so to have somebody that can really stand Body up, up somebody. To. Yeah, that, that's a big deal. And you don't get fouls when you lead with the chest. Yeah. And LeBron does that all the time. <laughs> where it's just like, stop me. <laughs> Barrel chested. Just try. Yeah, exactly. Um, Ellington, I, I, I'm, I already basically said everything I want to say about him. Um, he, he's a legit, 
legit like like legit shooter kind of player that knows his role, knows how to operate within that role, knows the reads, knows the passes, is actually better on defense than I gave him credit yeah, for. Me too. Yeah, and um, I think so too. I can't I can't pretend like he's a great defensive player, but he no. knows where to be in a way that Monk lets me down. Yeah. Well, again, you can imagine Ellington. Yeah. In a lineup with LeBron and Anthony Davis. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Just needing to do his job. Exactly. Right? Not needing exactly. to stop anybody. It's not you no. don't need to stop Paul George. No. Just do your job. Mm-hmm. Just make sure he goes the right way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So um and then then DeAndre Jordan just shouldn't play anymore. Yeah. That's Sit not him on the bench. Um all right. So Luke, before we talk about the remaining games, we have to do it. Yeah. Let's talk about the dot com. Okay. Let's Ugh. talk about the crypto.com arena. So it was reported last night by the LA Times. Yeah. Late, pretty late, like 9 p.m. That's why I thought it was a joke. Oh, I thought it was a joke too, but no, it's real. Uh, that Staples Center will no longer be called Staples Center starting on December 25th, 2021. Uh, That's on too that soon. day, That's too Christmas soon. Day. Well, I, yeah, I mean... It's been 22 years of Staples Center or yeah. something like that. Yeah. On that day, on Christmas Day, Staples Center will become Crypto.com Arena. <laughs> Look at what has happened to Which is a microcosm supplies. of everything that is wrong with this world. <laughs> uh, here's the deal. Will it be so, carbon neutral? There's actually been a lot of argument about whether Staples or Crypto.com is worse for the environment. Like, like the, the company, like, like their, their, like their operations. Cause people are like, yeah, Staples sells a lot of paper, uh-huh. but like cryptocurrency wastes a lot of silicon and massive uses a lot of energy, of like a massive amount yeah. of energy. And so I don't know. I don't I don't really know what the answer there is, but I, I get why Staples probably could not Compete. win a bidding war against like a, you know, Massive venture back crypto like exchange. But um so, so here's, weird. Here's here's kind of the deal. It's a 20 year deal. Uh AEG, who owns Staples Center, um, is going to be paid seven hundred million dollars. Wow. For the naming rights, which which is reportedly the the largest naming rights deal in the US, uh-huh. like ever. I don't know of, of anything, but f- certainly for for an arena. The thing that I'm actually excited about is it's also supposed to include a pretty massive renovation of Staples Center, okay. uh, sort of akin to that billion-dollar renovation that Madison Square Garden just underwent. So before we get into the jokes, because they're great, uh, here's, here's my thing. One, the renovation probably is to ensure that we have more toilets than the Intuit Center, right? We can't let them have most toilets in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. no, but, but in all no seriousness way. though, I actually think that like, and I'm not, this isn't an original thought. There's mystique around the Knicks in that they play Madison square garden, mm-hmm. right? Like that, that's just right. where they play. They, for all intents and purposes have always played there. will always play there. It's the heart of New York city, right? Right. I am hopeful that the, that Staples center can be that for the Lakers. Right. Yeah, I believe that. I could see that. 
I think it would be very cool for the Lakers to always play in the heart of downtown Los Angeles. Yeah. On South Fig, right there. Yeah. Right. Right. To me, that's cool. And so as much as I will always call it Staples Center, mm-hmm. if the way to not have the Lakers end up playing in an arena and in city of industry or some bullshit like that, where yeah. the land is cheaper. Yeah. If, if the way to do that is to take $700 million from crypto.com uh-huh. so that we yeah. can keep Staples Center, like uh-huh. the premier event mm-hmm. center in Los Angeles in downtown Los Angeles. Yes. Then I'm here for it. I'm here yeah. for it. You know, I get it. I want to put those numbers into, um, into some, some, uh, focus here. The Lakers were valued at $5.5 billion as an organization in this 2021 sale, the $700 million naming rights is equal to 12.7% of the valuation of the entire Lakers. That's a massive amount of money. And also AEG sold their stake in the Lakers. Um, and they just made almost half of what they got from selling their like 27% stake in the Lakers on this naming rights deal. That's that's pretty crazy to think that the naming rights of this thing is worth that much given like what the Lakers themselves are worth. That's kind of crazy to me. I know, but it's a it's testament to, it's a testament it to the, to the city, to the, to, the, to brand, the brand, to all of it, you know, to all of it. Yeah. Um, I, okay. Can I, can I, can I get a little Greek mythological with you here for a second? <laughs> yeah, sure. I've mentioned this before. There's this, there's this uh, thing in Greek mythology called like the ship of Theseus. And it's sort of like a riddle. And it's like, basically, if you replace every single piece of the ship of Theseus, is it still the ship of Theseus? Yes. And it's a, it's a great analogy for actually a sports team mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we call it the Lakers, but there is no part of this team that was the same as what it was 20 years ago. But yeah, we still call it the Lakers. Yes. Right. So I guess what I want to say though, is like, this is still Staples Center and it will always be Staples Center. Like this is still the same building. Yeah. Yeah. where we raised all the championship banners, where we retired all the jerseys. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it, th- that, th- where, where the Clippers won no championships. Yep. Like it's, st- <laughs> it's still that place, you know, yes. and let's just take their money and make it a sick home forever. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And it probably won't be called crypto.com arena in 20 years. No, exactly. It'll, It'll be whatever uh, replaces crypto as another currency. Well, how about this, Luke? Bananas. I mean, over under on how many years it's actually called Crypto.com Arena. Ooh, that's a good point. Under. I take the under. Pets.com. <laughs> I would 100% be, yeah, less than 20. <laughs> if it was 10, if I said 10, if I said the line was 10, would you pick the over or the under? I think I might take the under. I think I would take the under too. Yeah. Because I think they're going to, I think that crypto.com eventually will probably get bought out by something that'll want to name it them. Yeah. 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 I don't, I don't think that this is going to be called the (laughs) crypto.com arena for very long. They're going to have like temporary signage. Yeah. (laughs) They'll just rip off. Also, I found out, I didn't know this, but uh, the Great Western Forum was named after a bank. I had no idea. Yeah. I read that on Twitter today. Classic. Yeah, apparently Jerry West was like the first person to broker like a naming rights deal like that. And he did a good job because none of us knew. Yeah, fun fact. <laughs> uh, all right, any other thoughts on the crypt or LeBron being le crypt or the, the crypto le king crypt or the crypt keeper? <laughs> uh, all, I'm, all I'm saying is Lakers to the moon. 
Oh, there it is. I love it. All right, Luke. So let's wrap up. Let's talk about just the remaining games cool. this month. We've got seven games, five on the road. We're at the beginning of a road game, a road trip here. Yeah, uh, big one. This is an important road trip. This is an important road trip. This is definitely yeah. going to be a galvanizing trip, I think. Yeah. We've got After one back to back, and we've got a four games in six nights stretch, Oof. Uh, which is, Oof. thank God, Bron's coming back. Um, so Friday night, we are at Celtics. That's when LeBron is supposed to be coming back. Uh, Sunday at Pistons, Tuesday at Knicks, Wednesday at Pacers. That's the back. That's the back-to-back Knicks Pacers. Friday we're back home versus the Kings. Fun fact: this is the day after THT's twenty-first birthday. So just chalk a loss. <laughs> DMV. Yeah, uh-huh. just put that in the loss column right now. Um, then Sunday twenty Sunday the twenty eighth, uh, versus home against the Pistons, and then we close out the month. Tuesday, November 30th at the Kings. I actually might go to that game. I'm thinking about going to that one. So at Celtics, at Pistons, at Knicks, at Pacers, versus Kings, versus Pistons, at Kings. Any thoughts? Any predictions? We got to do better than 500. We I mean, can't the, stay the, 500 the, the back half of that is not too bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I none of this is too bad. We could, I think we could surprise people. With LeBron coming back for sure. The, the, I think the one that I'm most nervous about, honestly, is the um, Wednesday night at the back-to-back Oof. against the Pacers at the end of a road trip. After being in MSG the night before. Yeah, I, I could see. I could yeah. see uh, Carmelo maybe sitting that one, maybe LeBron sitting that one. Mm. Be a total, yeah. I mean, I think uh, I think between the back-to-back, I think we'll lose one of the one of the two, one of those yeah. games. Probably. And I, I do think we'll lose whatever game we play after they celebrate THT's 21st birthday. Uh, and they're coming back from the road trip. So it's going to be like I know, back from the road trip in LA to celebrate THT's 21st. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think we're going to lose at least two of these. <laughs> so I would say I would be at this point, I would be content with four and three. Yeah, I, I would too. In this we got, stretch. Got to do better than 500. We got to do better for 500 for a stretch here because it, we just need to ugly. end November with a winning record, I think. Yes, I agree. I agree. And then, then we have till Christmas to start to build a little momentum. Uh-huh. Lose on Christmas Day. Right. And then, and back as up. you said, to the moon. Yes. As we get to the games that really matter. Yeah, until we, we meet the exact um, over under that Vegas set for us in the beginning of the season. We're like, that seems so low. And then somehow they're like, no, it's going to be the exact Those guys are always right. 48 wins or whatever it was. 48. Yeah, I think it was something like that. Uh, I want to thank all of our followers for joining us. Um, Hopefully LeBron comes back so we can come back too. (laughs) Please subscribe to our pod on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts so you can join us on the ride with LeBron. Please follow us on social media at Luke Walton Laker on Twitter and at Luke Walton Talks Lakers on Instagram. Bron doesn't play. We don't pod and Bron's supposedly back. So I hope to talk to you soon, Luke. (laughs) We're back, baby. (laughs) See you, John. See ya.